Welcome to episode 21 of the Danso Pitch. It's Woo. been a long, 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 long stay. <laughs> Damn. I, I did my taxes. <laughs> yeah, I actually paid mine today too, man. My, my, yeah, girl, my girl has been nice to me for the past two months, so everything is feeling good today. Yo. Honestly, I'm ready to pod, guys. That's um, perfect, man. Yeah. I'm ready too. Yeah, I want to I wanna first uh, give a shout out to those tuning in from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, as well as YouTube. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, Rami, how was your 4th of July weekend and how you been? Uh, well, you know, I wasn't really, I, I did have a few gatherings, but it wasn't, you know, to celebrate the 4th of July. As I as hope we not. Had our June, as we had our <laughs> Juneteenth, we had our Juneteenth episode last, so you know, but, yeah. um, no, it was a great weekend. Nice long Friday off and, uh, got to see some people that I haven't seen in a long time. So I'm feeling good, man. I'm riding high. And that week off of re- recording last week really did me justice. Now I'm angsty ready to go today. All right, perfect, perfect, perfect. Yeah, so uh, for everybody that's listening and viewing, we have a special, special episode for you today. A lot of people have been asking us for the past couple months in terms of how they can go about, you know, finding an apartment, finding a house, uh, what race they can look for. Now, we, we kept saying that we're not the professionals. So what do we do? We went and got the professional for you guys. I, pre- I so, appreciate it, man. Yeah, of course, of course. So... <laughs> So please, um, for for the guests that's tuned in, please introduce yourself, um, and and we'll go from there. So please introduce yourself. Give us a little bit of a background. All right. Um, my name is Eddie. Okay. I've been doing real estate for about four years. After college, graduated in 2016. I had a corporate job um, downtown in Manhattan. It was cool. It was all right, but um. After reading a lot of books, the common theme from most people who were doing well in life was real estate. Mm-hmm. So I figured, why not give it a try? And uh, started, and I was pretty good at it. So I'm still going. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah. So, so um, do you do you do real estate as a full time or part time? Uh, full time. When I first started, it was part time because I wanted okay. to learn the markets. Mm-hmm. Uh, once I learned the market, uh, I switched over to the full time position, and uh, it's been pretty good. So I can't really complain. Okay, perfect. I know. Yeah, Rami. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you mentioned that you started, you know, in a corporate job and then transitioned mm-hmm. after doing research and reading. Does that mean that your first job was not in real estate, right? Correct. My first job was not in real estate. I was actually a B two B sales mm-hmm. consultant. Uh, so oh, what? Nice. I, so what I did was I went to various businesses and tried to win, trying to gain a business and stuff like that, which propelled me into the real estate career because it's, it's all sales for the most part. I was able to work on my uh, right. My customer service, managing accounts, and uh, just my people skills all around, which helped me in my real estate career. Okay, nice. And um, how many, uh, I guess, apartments uh, do you help buyers purchase each year, approximately? So, real estate is all about seasons. So, in a low season, I'll say anywhere from six to ten on a monthly. Wow. In the summertime, when things are going very well, you could get anywhere from eight to 12 15 mark mm-hmm. you know wow. it all depends real estate is really is some um, season like i said so in the summertime you know it makes sense a lot of people looking for new apartments houses because the weather's nice kids are out of school mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff in the winter it slows down a little because a lot, not a lot of people want to move when it's cold but mm-hmm. there's still business you have to put up just put a little bit more work in well okay. based on based on that i have a question then um, hey one more thing i don't know charles you're frozen on my end i don't know if he's frozen on your on your guys end yeah but i think 
Yeah, I guess we'll, we'll just truck through it. Um, I don't know. Okay. I guess, uh, yeah. We'll, that's we'll, we'll, we'll keep it going because his, yeah. okay, no his face looks good mo moving or frozen. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, okay. But I had a question. So you mentioned that, you know, it's seasonal for, for home buying. So the summer is kind of like the, the hottest months. I mean, Correct. no pun intended, but yeah. uh, the, the hottest months for home buying. Is Correct. there is there a particular reason for that? And would you, for somebody that is looking for a home, would you encourage them to go by during the hottest months or during the low months? Like, is it better to go in when everybody's going in or better when it's more calm? That's tricky because in terms of home buying, I, I feel like a lot of people do it. Like, if you're a family, you do it during the summer because, kid, number one, kids are out of school. So you're not really interrupting their schedule. The weather is better to move. You know, it's not cold and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, in terms of rental, the reason why... All right, so I... Let me just tell you. So in, Man in the rental market, I was doing in Manhattan. And the reason why in Manhattan it's lucrative in the summer is because a lot of people get new jobs, relocation, and all that kind of stuff. So people graduated from college. They get in jobs into the city. So that's when it's the hottest for the most mm. part. So um, in terms of home buying, it's just that's when parents feel it's better with the children out of school. Um, there's no real reason as to why it's the hottest. It's just that's the way the market the market seems to to be every year. What I would say there there is less inventory in the summertime on a rental side, you uh, know, be, because because of that, because of like the a lot of traffic people moving in and out. Now in the summer, now in the winter time, you you get a lot more inventory, but not less, not a lot of clients. So it's like a give and take, you know. You just got to just figure out what works for you. Okay. Did I did I answer your question or? Yes, you you totally okay. did. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Perfect. So um, basically, sorry guys, I know that uh, my video is a little bit distraught, but um, I'll continue. So, You're back. Um, You're back yeah, now. all right, perfect. Yeah, I see you guys perfectly now. Thank you. So basically, in terms of, um, I guess for the home buyer or somebody looking to get an apartment, what are certain red flags that that person can look for when they're looking to get like an apartment or home, like something that kind of stands out that you can kind of give mm -hmm. advice to be like. You know, maybe this isn't something something you should keep a lookout for when you're apartment searching. So, uh, like, I'm going to talk about two different markets. So, in Manhattan, I always tell my clients, you, in terms of renting, you always want to look for a doorman building. Uh -huh. And the reason being, you have security. Your packages are always account, accounted for. Uh -huh. And in a general maintenance. Um, usually what you see in non-doorman buildings in Manhattan is that just, if there's not an on-site super, there's nobody maintaining the building. So, you get the rodent issues and all that kind of stuff. But when you have a doorman and you have a management company and all those people looking after the building, the general upkeep is better. So you, those issues aren't there like that. So, I mean, of course, the, the doorman buildings are at a higher price point, but you're paying for that comfort, you know? Okay. Got it. Um, in terms of now, like in, like in sales, Manhattan is cool for sales too, but just I've been doing sales in Queens, Long Island, and Brooklyn, not focusing on Manhattan like that. So in terms of Queens, the like, Things to look out for when buying a home. That's the that's the inspector's job. <laughs> oh, okay. like he, he comes in, does the inspection the inspection report, and it tells you what's wrong with the house, et cetera, et cetera. And then you can use that as a negotiation tool on the price of the general price of the home, or you can have the homeowner repair those issues before you even move in. You know, so the two main things I tell my 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 clients when taking them out to look for homes is foundational and water damage because those are the two things that cost a lot. And roof for the most part. Everything else, like the nooks and cracks, like a like a staircase squeaking or 
a little hole in the roof. That's something that could be plastered. You know, it's it's not too it's not too problematic. But foundation, water damage, and roof, boilers, those those four, I would say to look out for. Okay. And every right. and everything else, but for the most part, then if you have a good inspector, he'll be able to inspect the house and let you know what's wrong with it before you even get into contract. Okay. That's very that's very helpful. The the three main things to look out for. So no. you should always have an inspector ready to go like at some point before you purchase the home. Correct. And if you have a good agent, he will have a, an inspector to recommend for you. Okay. okay. No. Ron, you got something? Uh that was my that was my main question. Um Let's see. How long how long would you say is the process of, you know, if somebody first reaches out to you? You know, I'm interested in buying a home in in Long Island, but I'm not really sure where. What, what, what's the what's the general entire process like? Could it vary from a very long time to a very short time, or is it usually standard? So standard, you're saying here from a month, three months, but it, it varies from from time to time because first off, you want to have a pre-approval. What a pre-approval does, it gives it it gives you like a, a rough figure of how much the bank will loan you. So you don't want to go out and look for homes. You start looking at a house for a million dollars when a bank would generally only give you 500. Or you're looking at a home for 500, but the bank will give you eight, so you can look at homes for eight, you know? So you always want to get a pre-approval letter to gauge how much the bank is going to loan you. That's step number one. After you get that, then the agent will work with you. You tell them your neighborhoods you're looking for. You guys set up some visits. You take a look. Um, every client is different. Some clients know what they want. and some clients, you have to kind of let them know needs versus want. Needs versus wants. So, like, I always tell my clients, what do you need? Because that's what's really going to satisfy you now. Your wants could come later, you know? So, it, it, every client is different. But if I had to gauge from talking to a client to getting them under contract, I'll say a month. If, if, it's a, if it's, like, a client that's very adamant about seeing a lot, I'll say about three months, you know? But it's, it's, it's not that uh, not the longer process. Now, on the rental side, it's a much shorter process. So let's say if I meet a client one day, two, three days later, they may be taking an apartment. So the oh, sales wow. cycle, yeah, the sales cycle is much smaller, you know? I mean, much shorter. Yeah. Got it. And yeah. so you would say for a home buyer, somebody looking to buy a home, uh, you know, talk to your bank or credit union and see what kind of loan you'd be pre-approved for first so that Correct. you know you know what you could bring to the table. Correct. That's That's probably the best bet because it's like, if you don't have that, then you're going, you're kind of just window shopping because you don't know what you can get. Like you can be looking at houses for a million dollars. Next thing you know, the bank approved you for 700. So you just wasted that whole time looking at million dollar homes when you only could not really get approved for 700,000, you know? So that's, that's very important in, uh, um, in the sales process. And what's the ideal, uh, I guess, credit score to have when doing this? Uh, because, because of Corona, a lot of things have mm -hmm. changed. Now, of course, the higher credit score, the better. Um, now I believe minimum credit score with COVID now, I believe they're asking for 680, but that's not the major institutions. The major institutions like Chase, uh, BOA and Wells Fargo, they're looking at the 720 range and stuff like that. But you can still get a good mortgage by going through a mortgage broker because what a mortgage broker does is he shops at multiple banks to get you the best rate. Uh, so, yeah. Wow. So, so there's a, there's a broker specifically to help you find mortgages. the best mortgage rates. Correct. Correct. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they're pretty, they're pretty, uh, they're pretty good because you know they get paid when a deal closes, so they're aggressive with it, you know. Okay.
No, I, I appreciate this. You're giving us the game right now. Even I'm yeah. learning shit. I'm like, <laughs> I'm asking, yeah, no, I'm no, asking no, you. No problem. Anytime. Any question you guys have about uh, sales and uh, rents, I could pretty much cover. So, <laughs> I'm honestly yeah. asking the things that I would want to know because if I ever want to buy a home, I, I almost tossed the playbook out the window, Charles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no problem, man. No problem at all. Appreciate that. And, um, in terms of like fees, are there like any extra fees that you initially don't see when you are trying to get a home, an apartment? Uh, what that could be like from a utilities basis, like anything like gas, anything like that. So apartments, for the most part, uh, for the most part, by New York City law, all utilities are included except for electricity and cable slash Wi-Fi. So heat, hot water, gas is supposed to be included. Now, if it's not included, it must be stated in your lease for rent. Okay. On a yeah, rental that's side. Good. That's now, good now on a home, on a home, when you buy a home, mm-hmm. all utilities on you. Landscaping, roofing, gas, heating, water, Oops. that's all on you. Mm-hmm. Um, now, so that's why, that's that's the perks versus home buying and renting. Renting you, you know, you're, you're not building equity when you're paying your rent on a monthly basis, but you don't have to deal with the headache of maintaining your home and all that kind of stuff. So it has its perks. Okay. Is there is is there a benefit to, I mean, generally to my understanding, you want to pay off you know your mortgages and your loans as quickly as possible. So, you know, do you recommend like going into it with as much of a down payment as you can off the property? So yes, a lot of people think oh three point five because you know the first time first time home buyer that's good if you don't have enough saved to put down but if you have enough saved i recommend putting down enough because then your monthly payments are shorter the the risk of you going to foreclosure it's a lot lower you know just most homes that go to for, foreclosure if you look at the statistics are the, the uh 3.5 percent down you know um yeah I, I always recommend at least minimum five a good a good way to gauge in my in my opinion is 10. Okay. Aim aim for ten percent down aim, if possible. Aim aim for ten percent down if possible. Is there a minimum? There's no. I mean, with condos and co-ops, they like you know they have their own stipulations where they some some ask for minimum ten percent, some ask for uh, minimum twenty. So condos and co-ops is they have their own thing going on. Now a regular home, the minimum is like three point five. You know, but it's competitive. Let's say you have five people bidding on a home. Someone's wanting to put twenty percent. You're putting three point five. Three point five. Who's the homeowner going to go with the 20%, you know, because he just, he thinks that he will get approved and close quicker and all that kind of right. stuff. So it's a game, have, man. It's a game. That's, that's a good point. So it's competitive market and usually you're out trying to, trying to win against somebody else. Somebody else. Yes. I have a question now the, about. I don't mean about, to cut you off. I don't mean to, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, go but on, on a renting side, it's first huh? come first serve. So if you put an application in first, you have priority on that unit until you don't get approved. It's not like that on the home buying side. It's different. Oh, okay. yeah. That's really good to know. Okay. Yeah. Um, my question now is um, turning to um, rates on, for example, you know, mortgage rates. Um, there's been during COVID, there was, you know, a lot of lowering of, you know, lender rates. And I believe that impacts mortgage rates. So how is it right now if people are looking for homes now are they able to secure mortgages at lower interest rates than they were a few months back can you 100 100 just just talking from experience so uh 
my clients, my client, he actually is about to close, I believe, in about a week or so. He got an okay. interest rate of 2.85. Wow. That's extremely low. That's about anywhere from 50 to 70K savings over a 30, 30 year fixed term mortgage. Um, now, there's all these studies and reports saying that it's the lowest interest rates ever in American history and stuff like that. And it's, it's true. So, a lot of first time home buyers are taking advantage. With that being said, there's not a lot of home on, it's, not, it's a seller's market right now. So, it's competitive. So, yeah, the interest rate is low, but the competition to get a home, to get homes, is at an all time high. Because everybody's and, and, trying to take advantage of this in situation. Cer in certain markets. Now, Manhattan, they have a lot of things going on, a lot of um, homes for sale, of course, because it's condensed. And with, yeah. with, with, with COVID oh, yeah. going right now, everybody wants to be in a area where it's not as condensed. So, you know? Interesting. Hmm. Like a lot of things that go on in the world affects the real estate market. It's just how it is. And the financial market, which I'm pretty sure you know about Charles and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting that, like, you just mentioned that because that's how I'm thinking about. Um, we actually were just discussing it at my actual job. So, like, for me to, to hear that from you is kind of put things in perspective for me. Um, because yeah because i heard like yeah they were saying like interest rates are as an all-time low um yeah. yeah but um i guess my my question is i've 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 been following a lot of like financial experts and they always say they recommend getting a 15 as opposed to a 30-year term on a home but in your opinion do you think the 15 is a better deal in the long it all depends uh i'll i'll i'd say 30 year keep the payments low and then just get no acceleration calls or something like that, which, which states that like, if you, if you pay your loan off quicker, it's, it's no like penalty, you know? Mm -hmm. So let's say if there, let's say if there's a month where you can't afford less, cause like 15, of course, the shorter the, the, the term of the loan is the higher the, mo the mortgage payment, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. So let's say, if let, let's say if there's a month where let's say if you're more, just let me just give you an example. Let's say if your mortgage payment on a 15, a 15 year fixed mortgage is a uh, six grand. Uh -huh. Versus on a thirty-year mortgage, it'll be thirty. It'll be three grand, right? Uh -huh. Now you can pay six grand on a thirty-year mortgage, you know, if you wanted to, if you have it, and then uh -huh. the, and then on a on a month, let's say if something happens, like a coronavirus comes, you can't afford that six grand. You can still pay that three grand. Uh -huh. you, you know, you get what I'm saying, as opposed to like yeah. the payment being six grand every month. You know, Rough. like like I I I look at it. I I think that's a a smarter strategy. That's me personally. Everybody has different um, ideas and stuff like that, but I figure like. Oh, you always want to have a low payment and just, you know, add on to it, which, uh -huh. which is good. Like, same thing with a car note, you know, the lower your payment, the better. It doesn't mean that you have to make that payment. You can double it up to get the, uh -huh. to finish the more, to finish the loan out quicker, you know? Correct. Right. So it's like under deliver, uh, under promise, over deliver. And, exactly. and, and you're not pressing yourself by, you have as much time as you need, but you can mm -hmm. pay off extra. Is there any, like, penalties um, what, what, what's the scenario like where somebody can't pay, you know, their mortgage for one month? Is there, does that automatically increase their, their overall spent? You know what I mean? Like say you can't make your mortgage payment one month. What happens in the grand scheme of things? Uh, you'll get a notice, I believe a notice saying that you didn't pay. And then it'll just, of course your credit will drop a little bit, but you'll, it'll just, you'll have to pay it. Like, so it'll probably get attached to your second month. All depends on how you talk to the bank. Now, with the mortgage forbearance in play, in place, um, I believe they're um, the banks are actually attaching it to the end of the mortgage. That's what I'm hearing from people that's taking advantage of it at the end of the mortgage, or that they paid up front. You know, so it's different options. Everything is in limbo right now. You know, um, mm -hmm. the banks 
the when clients talk to the banks, the banks tell them call me back in about a month and stuff like that. So there's no real definite answer to that. You know that kind of stuff. It all it all depends on like that's that, that's like if, if if I call the bank and say, hey, I'm uh I'm short of my payments. Can you work out a payment plan with me? Whatever whatever you and the bank decides, whatever you and the bank decide works for the both of you guys. That's what's gonna happen. So let's say if you amortize it over the course of your loan, or you attach to the back of your loan, you get what I'm saying, or you pay it next month. Uh -huh. It all depends on what you and the bank. Uh, so you can negotiate and try to play ball with the, with with the, the lenders. With the lender, most people don't know that, but you can. Everything's negotiable in this life. That's that's a great point right there because we have a yeah. episode on that too, Charles. As you know, yeah. <laughs> all right, that's great. I, that that answers my question. Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, I, I think I think for the most part, you've answered our questions. Um, like I said, um, what we generally wanted to do was just kind of give a, a good idea for anybody kind of looking for apartments and their homes, um, especially during this time. Uh, I know with COVID going on, everybody's a little bit hesitant to go out, but it seems people are still capitalizing in the long run with, you know, trying to capitalize on these rates. And, you know, yeah. just getting apartments. Even myself, I, I'm actually looking for one right now. So I think this was a great episode. And I'm glad that we were able to kind of uh, have you on, educate us. You know, mm -hmm. the lesser people that don't understand this world. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's good. Uh, definitely yeah. appreciate that. Um, is there, I guess, uh, before we kind of have our closing, is there anything that you want to kind of just add on or any questions that you may have for us Uh for anything so um just want to add on in terms of uh buying a home a lot of people think it's a difficult process it's okay. not really a difficult process um what scares people is the down payment but uh there's a lot of programs out there that that's out there that can assist you with that or it's something called a seller's concession too where the seller can offer a concession and to help you with closing costs and stuff like that so i generally like to tell people if you have twenty thousand in the bank you could potentially find something now i'm not saying it's going to be something great. It could be a first time home, you know, at least you're paying equity into the property, you know, and stuff like that. But, um, uh, don't be scared about, um, taking that step into becoming a homeowner because you feel like it's something you can't handle. Let's say things do, things do get a little rocky during the process. You always put the, put the home back on the market and sell, you know? So there's always options. Um, yeah, that's a pretty much, I just, and also one thing, thank you for having me. Oh, no, uh, of course. <laughs> if uh, anybody watching this is looking for a house, in the Queens, Long Island, Brooklyn area, or even Manhattan. Um, I can assist with that. Rentals in Manhattan also. Um, it's a little tough in the Queens market to, uh, to, uh, to be an agent as a, um, a rental agent in Queens. So more so just sales in that market. But Manhattan, rentals, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. And um, if anybody's looking to get into the real estate uh, field, I would just the advice I will give you would be to stay persistent. It's not an easy field. Uh, I know a lot of a lot of Instagram gurus and stuff like that. Like they they pump it and they make it seem like it's something like you just get into and uh, uh, one two three is like that. It's not like that at all. You have to it's you have to be very dedicated to the uh, real estate field. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh well, well I have two questions. Um, a, how can you know? You said you know to contact you. What what would where do you work or how would you like people to contact you so that you could po possibly get some business from the listeners here? And also, I think you want a really good um, line of thinking of like what general advice would you give or somebody either looking to invest in real estate or buy a new home? You know, what would be your your honest input at this state of time that we're living in right now? Well, you already kind of touched on it, but if you had any other closing points 
So if someone's looking to buy right now, great time to buy because you're going to get a great interest rate if your credit's above 700. Um, so I, if you have the if you have the money to buy, I would say buy now. What about <laughs> rent? Is rent the rent? Does rent go with that as well? Rents in Manhattan are at an all-time low. Other markets, I haven't seen. I haven't seen a dip. Brooklyn maybe a little bit, but Manhattan, of course, because it's so condensed. You know, they the vacant is vacant. Most apartments are vacant, but in Queens, Long Island, I haven't seen anything uh, dip in the rental. And people, are, it's 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 kind of it's kind of funny because uh, the 08 crash was because of the housing market. Um, so people thought that this whole financial crash that's going on right now. They'll see homes on the market at a like a very discounted rate. That's it's actually the opposite. Homes are selling above asking and all that kind of stuff. So the only perk about what's going on right now is low interest rates. You know, um, it's an it's a seller's market at also right now from what I'm I'm seeing out there. But if you're if you're lucky enough to get into contract on a property, you'll be you're going to be saving about fifty to seventy grand on your your thirty year fixed term mortgage. God damn. Yeah. Hey, that's, that's good as money. That's, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Wow. And again, how can how can somebody find you or try to contact you for some info? So um in Manhattan, I'm actually with Manhattan Realty Group. Uh, I've been that's when I that's the firm I've been working on. And I actually um in Long Island, Queens, uh for the home buying and the sales process. Um I'm with Keller Williams. Um yeah, and I'm also in the process of you know starting my own thing, but we'll talk about that later in uh later in life. Great. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and and your and your full name because I think you only introduced oh, yeah, yourself so, as Eddie earlier. Yeah, so my my full name um I'm a I'm Nigerian descent. My full name is Osemedi Igadiva, but um I go by Eddie. Uh, most people call me Eddie and stuff like that. Um and yeah, that's pretty much it. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now well, don't worry. When this episode drops, uh, we'll have the information as needed for those that want to contact you. I know a few people will. Um, I'm sure you're. I know the people you know is the people we know, so to speak. So yeah. I'm sure you reach out. Albany? Yeah, so. Albany. Albany. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. We to I no, no. I, I, I remember. Char I seen Charles at Albany. I, I haven't. Uh, yeah, he he was uh he was after us. So yeah. That's oh, okay. Why okay. I probably was. I probably. I was only there for two yeah. years. I was there from. Uh, yeah. 2013 to I graduated in 2015, so yeah, so I probably I probably didn't catch you, but I mean, great experience uh, socially, you know. Yes, yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but okay, uh, Rami, anything else uh, that you have? No, I think this was super informative. I was really excited to have um, Eddie as a guest, um, as you call him, the professional with us here today. I learned so much, and I almost feel ready to. I'm gonna go check my bank account, see if I got 20k in there, and, <laughs> and, and maybe a. Maybe I'll go looking for a little little slice of property somewhere out there now. But no, seriously, this was very informative. You told us some of the big red flags to look out for, some opportunities to look out for. And and I feel really well prepared now than I was an hour ago. So I hope all our listeners out there take some, take some of this great advice, um, potentially reach out to Eddie in the future. And like he said, don't be afraid. It's not as hard as as people make it out to be, but it's also not as easy as some people make it seem either. So if you give it the time and effort, there is plenty of opportunity to be had in real estate. And this man right here, Eddie, has proven that. That wasn't his first field out of college. He read, he studied, and now he's you know building himself up in the real estate field. So there's plenty of opportunity to be had there. Thank you for listening. I'm complete. Thank you. Yeah, uh, 
Yeah, thank you so much, Eddie. Uh, definitely, uh, we learned so much. Um, we, we, for those listening, again, uh, I would definitely recommend reaching out to him. Uh, reach out to us if you want to reach, want us to reach out to him. Uh, you know, I know definitely you're open to just giving more game and definitely getting some people in some homes. So I appreciate 100%. that a lot. All right, man. All right, take care, everybody. Thank you. Thanks thank for you. listening. One more thing, oh, if you guys don't mind. Yeah, oh, um, thank you for having me, number one. Number two, also, if you guys are looking for an agent to assist you in your process, you always want an agent that's forward thinking. That's, you know, like, because real estate's a, it's a ever change, it's a forever changing uh, field. So something that may be true yesterday may not be the same today. So you want an agent that's always on the market, that actually likes the field of real estate and not just doing it for a cut. A, a paycheck because when you do it because you like it and it's something that you enjoy it's a totally different element of excitement you bring to the to the deal to your client to his family to her family you know it's just totally different so and when choosing an agent i would say look for those qualities somebody who's forward thinking and likes what they do and adaptable adaptable 100 percent Oh, so you talking about yourself? That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, look at this. Uh, we're about to we're about to wrap up. This man was like, "Wait, I got more nuggets." Hell, to you got more, <laughs> man. exactly. Yeah, but I, I'm I done now, though, man. I appreciate you guys for having me, man. Uh, thank um, you, thank you so yeah. much. I appreciate it. All right, thanks. All right, take care. All right, you too, man. Thank, thank you, Eddie. All right, All right, thanks. All right.